Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Father-Son Packers podcast. My name is Tommy, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Matt. Dad, how are you doing? <laughs> well, I watched that game today, so that can tell you something about how I'm doing. Yeah, I'm doing about the same. I'm glad to, glad to hear but, we're on the uh, same page. At least from a football perspective, I'm, uh, things aren't great, but uh, otherwise, other things are good. Yeah, but football is the most important thing. And the Packers lost 15-9 to to the Thank Detroit goodness. Lions. Thank goodness football isn't really the most important thing. <laughs> well, maybe yes, maybe no, but 15-9 to loss for the Packers to the Detroit Lions. Keep the, lo- keep the losing streak going. Five in a row. First time losing five games in a row with Rodgers at quarterback since We have momentum. Year. It's just in the wrong direction. Yes, we are going An the wrong way. An object in motion tends to stay in motion. And yes. that's what our team has been doing, going in the wrong direction at a good at a, a you know, constant clip. And you know, a LeFleur-led team has never lost six games in a row before. So next week is... <laughs> We got a lot. How many weeks in a row can we say this? And since the since the first <laughs> loss going into this season, uh, Lafleur led Packers team had never lost two regular season games in a row. They have now lost five in a row, like we've said, and the skid is showing no signs of stopping. Before we get into this awful, awful, <laughs> this, awful, awful, awful mean, game, though, we do want to pitch this, a couple of things. If you, you are <laughs> still going to ride out the season with us. We would love for you to come give us a follow on Twitter at Father Son Packer, where we tweet out when we have new episodes uh, and we tweet out Packers news and notes, which you're going to have to be following closely this week with all the injuries also sustained in this game. Yes, it wasn't just a bad result. They also lost a lot of players. We're going to go into that as well. If you want yep. to follow us on YouTube as well, Father Son Packers podcast, that would really help our numbers. There we post our episodes as well. But yeah, at Father Son Packer on Twitter, Father Son Packers podcast on YouTube. Come follow, come subscribe, would help us out. Thank you so much. Dad, should we yep. get into this awful oh, I was gonna say, train wreck of a game? We're still here after this game. We're going to we're, we're we're coming back for more. Yep. I am and uh, as this skid becomes a skid mark. Oh man. They <laughs> look like they, they look like the DeLorean just pulled up. <laughs> just, that's the 50 feet of flames from Back to the Future 1 before it started to fly. But anyway, this team is um I think we're almost at put a fork in him. I'm at put a fork in him. I know you're not quite. Um, but do you want to start with our gut checks, Dad? Your what Let's was your gut, gut reaction checks. to this awful, awful? This <sighs> game, just as a preface to our listeners, we do post games every Sunday night. We do pregames every Thursday night. I think this might be the most unhinged we get on a post game. Usually they're pretty <laughs> analytical, but I'm reeling right now, and it's very late. And this is this was an awful, awful, awful game. Like it was terrible. Today's post game may be a little more emotional than yeah, our usual. I think so because, like, after the Bills game, I think we were very optimistic. And right, because we felt like we did expect the win that came anyway, and it was more sort of process driven. How does the team look? Blah blah blah. They seem to be improving, even though they lost. And we were and such then... suckers. We were such suckers. They got us so good. I mean, this team is terrible. And like... <laughs> fool me, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame uh, we, on me. Yes, we were absolute suckers for thinking that. I thought this was going to be the turnaround game. I really believed it. I was this is like, a get right game. This I, offense is what this defense for the Lions is one of the worst of all time. And I totally we'll bought finally it. Finally, put up points. I totally bought it. They totally well, the suckered thing is, me. They should have put up points because they're moving the ball up and down the field, but they still screw it up. 
Yep. This team, like we've said a million times, finds ways to lose football games. And because they, quote-unquote, kept it close against the Bills, we were wrong. I admit, we were wrong. I really thought that that was a building block of a game. They'd come out here. They'd kind of put it on the Lions. They would be able to throw because the Lions' defense is awful. I mean, gut reaction, like, since you haven't said yours, that I am sick. I am sick to my stomach at this team right now. I think it's, I personally think it's stick a fork in them for this season. Start looking forward time. Um, they're three and six now. The division's all but out. I mean, they're four and a half back in the division. They could maybe sneak into the seven seed. I know you are not quite ready to put them away, but my gut reaction is this loss felt worse than any non-playoff loss in a long time, I think. Maybe maybe not quite as bad as the Tampa Bay blowout game or the San Francisco blowout game. But, I mean, to lose to the Lions in a must-win game. on I know you're on the road, but they have one win. They're, like I know they're better than their record, but they had one win. And you had to win this game. I, like, I just, that, I don't know. What's your gut reaction, Dad? So my gut reaction is... I think we have basically no chance at the division. I'm not going to yep. give up on this team yet because I think they, you know, have some chance of getting uh, the last wild card spot. But that's all I'm hoping for right now is the last wild card spot. Does it, is it a high chance? No, it's not a high chance. But I will not hang hang up this season until they don't have a chance at the at the playoffs. And, I, and and by chance I mean like they need you know you know ten games besides their own to go the right way kind of chance. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I mean think, they do still control their own destiny. At least I, I guess. think if they get to you know we could say that it's like incredibly unlikely that they've been playing, but if they get to um eleven and six, then they should make the playoffs. Can they do it? Can they win an eight in a row? I'm gonna. I'm leaning towards no. I'm gonna lean towards no. But anyway, I have let's a feeling go. that we won't be hearing Roger say. I think we can run the table. I mean, did I you hear what he, he thinks that? Did you hear what he said after the game? No, I haven't watched his interview. What did he say? Uh, I play. It was something along the lines of "I played bad, but I never gave up." I think was was the 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 quote. He was half. He was he, he was certainly he was certainly at least half right. Glass half full. This was, I think, his worst game of the season. Yeah, I think that's fair. He threw for the most yards he had this season, though. Let's get yeah. into the, let's get into the game breakdown. Let's start with because it wasn't just enough to lose this game. You also had to lose a ton of key players. Let's start with the injury okay. update, Dad. This was catastrophic, and then the Lions lost several guys as well. But the Packers were just dropping like flies in this game. Star and players, star and, and, players, and, and, and it started contributors, early. and it started early. I mean, yes. Let's. They lost, started with Romeo Romeo Dobbs on about the second or third play no, from scrimmage for the offense. First play from scrimmage. It was first play from scrimmage for the. I off, believe for the it was the offense. first play from scrimmage. They complete the pass on first down for and a first turn, down, and he turns and turned his, his ankle bad. Foot gets pinned and rolls the ankle up bad, and he's done for the day. Yeah. So I'm just going to read this off. Dobbs ankle injury on that first drive, carted to the locker room in crutches after the game in the locker room. Rashawn Gary, knee injury in the second half, carted to the locker room on crutches after the game. Eric Stokes, knee and ankle injuries. The broadcast said it was kind of nasty, so they didn't even want to show it. 
I heard Carter them say that. So how bad? I mean, must have been when really you do bad. That, it's like I that maybe that means he's done for the year. Yeah, carted to the locker room in crutches after the game. Aaron Jones. Like what direction ankle- did that bend in? Yeah, I mean, it was knee and ankle as well, so just must have gotten really pinned up or rolled up on. Um, Aaron Jones, ankle injury, jogged to the locker room, jogged back out onto the sideline, but he never returned, and he was in a walking boot after the game with that, that ankle injury. That surprised me when he was jogging to the locker room. So oh, maybe he'll come back in. And now he's in a boot. Yeah, I mean, it seems like just he's not going to have any lateral movement, I would guess is the, the main issue. I suppose um, he can't cut. Yeah. Christian Watson, pretty much his first touch of the game. Got a concussion. He that, had another. He, he had a first down earlier than that on okay. the left side where he got around the corner with his speed and uh, just made, just converted for a first down. I think it might be even a third third down conversion. And back to back weeks, back to back weeks with a back to back weeks with a concussion, which means you should probably shut it down for the year. Like honestly, that's maybe not, that's not good, especially because we're you know halfway th- over halfway through the year now. Yeah, or, and it's. It's just been such a rough yeah, start for him. I mean, can you pa- paint a worse picture for a first NFL season? I don't know if you can. Like, just like tons of nagging it's things. Just, in some ways, you could just call it a loss. It's a, a, a lost season. Yeah. Chris Barnes, concussion, did not return. Then there's the some players that left and came back. David Bakhtiari... His knee, I guess, flared up at halftime in the locker room, and he left for almost the entire second half. Uh, and then he came back for the last drive, I guess, when they were trying to have a miracle happen. Um, right, and I think he was like, okay, I'm going out there for this two-minute drill because this try is Try and save the season. Yeah. Yeah. And then John Runyon left with a knee injury um, early, early in the game, but he came back and did finish the game out at right guard. And then Robert Tunyon jogged off and got looked at by trainers, but I did not see if he made it back in the game. So all in all, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys kind of waylaid with injury. Um, I'd say your two best players on the team in Rashawn Gary and Aaron Jones looking like they're going to have long-term injuries in a boot and crutches and getting sent to the locker room. Um, your starting outside corner in Stokes, you're probably your best receiver right now in Dobbs both going to miss a lot of time your other best receiver watson gonna miss more time with concussion um you're down another linebacker you're probably going to play mcduffie uh the rest of the the rest of the time at, at linebacker i would imagine bakhtiari it seems like not only could his knee flare up before the game 20 less than 24 hours and he can't play it could flare up in game and he'd have to because he was on the sideline riding an exercise bike i don't know if you saw that i saw that in the second half that he was on the exercise bike uh, after he started to sit out I guess trying to loosen it up. I mean, just injury to insult in this game. I mean, they lost so many guys. That was especially like the the Barnes was injury to insult. He got a 15-yard penalty that yeah. gave them a first down when they were behind the sticks, and he got knocked out of the game. Yeah, I mean. Same all at once. It's, it was exactly how the game went for the Packers. I mean, pretty much almost everything that could go wrong did go wrong for the Packers, and none of it was all that surprising. Because we kind of seen it before this year, it, they find like we said when we were talking on the call before the game, before we started recording, they find ways to lose football games, and it's almost impressive. Like they find ways to lose these games over and over again, and it's just maddening. Yep, there's a. Uh, it's not always the same way. It's not always the same culprit. Yep. Um. But it's at least for five games in a row now, 
Yeah. It's always the same outcome. Yep. And I mean, these injuries are going to be really important to monitor. Seems like several are going to be more long-term than short-term. And I think it kind of, it, it's part of what is compounding the effect along with this loss, sending them to three and six for why I think we can almost stick a fork in this team. Um, but anyway, dad, do you want to get into the breakdown of what actually went down and talk, do yeah. some, do some talk throughs, do some therapy. We'll, we'll talk through a little bit of this. And so I, I, I know you're ready, you're ready to dismiss this because you feel like it doesn't matter anymore, but I do want to talk a little about what we wanted to see. And this won't be short, you know, cause some of it was, we wanted to see in our pregame from this more, is from the defense. Just so, oh, so are, wanna, are we doing offense? You want to go offense first or defense first? Let's go offense first. What what did we okay. want to see from the Let's offense get, going? What do we want to see from the offense so going we into were this game? Looking at more running and use of Deguara. He had a career high in catches. I thought they used Deguara a lot more. Yeah, yeah, he's out there a lot. We were hoping to. One of the things I said was like to um, start with the run and then try some explosive plays. Well, they had a lot of trouble establishing the run. And then pass to the young receivers, and with Dobbs out on the very first play from scrimmage, and then Watson out pretty early in the game, and that was just thrown out the window. Yep, we couldn't even try it. We tried to get we tried to get um, Torrey involved a little bit, but he's just I think not quite far enough along. He had a couple catches, but he had one nice catch. Yeah, um, made a bit made and then an fumbled it, play. and then fumbled and then it immediately. Fumbled it. <laughs> Luckily, got it to the out of bounds line. We yeah, had two of those. I th- barely, barely got to the out of bounds. Barely, line. barely. It was like moving. You could see the laces turn a little bit as his elbows hit the ground, and that's why it was not uh, recovered in bounds. Anyway, yeah. let's get on to good let's things, just, bad things. Yeah, let's just get the good things out of the way because I'm. We're going to spend more time on the bad things. I think just because right. it's. It, but anyway, good things for the offense. Um, so why don't you go? Yeah, we'll go. Good, good, bad, bad. Yeah, I have one thing. It's Zach Tom. Um, he had to play right guard when Runyon came out and then left tackle when Bakhtiari came out. And I didn't think the O-line suffered that much in performance. Um, it's hard to come in halfway into a game that you didn't know you were going to play. It's even harder to come in at right guard where you hadn't even played very well before and then swap over to left tackle, switching not only positions but also sides and not really having that big of a drop-off in your place. So Zach Tom... I think is my only real positive on the offensive side of the football. They didn't really do anything else very well. Um, like, I don't know what else to even say. I, 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 I think it's impressive from the rookie, and I think it's a building block for him going forward. I thought he looked a lot better at guard than he did the last time he played guard. The last time he played guard, if you remember, I said, I don't think he can play guard. He did it okay, um, and he was pretty solid at left tackle, had to play both. He's my only positive. And he's also my player of the game, which we'll get to later, but he's my only positive. So I'm 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 pulling positives out of here at, you know, granular detail. Pulling positives to... out of you know where. <laughs> that could that could very well be. You might decide that's true after you hear what they are. But actually they were able to move the ball. So they're They drives, were supposed to be able to move the ball. And they did. I mean, the, they, the Lions' defense is terrible. They were successful at moving the ball. It's not that their offense bogged down and just was a total shit show. I'm going to use that word because that's it, what this was today. I was going to say Overall, it kind of was. It kind of did bog down though on every individual drive. Well, what happened was so let's yeah so maybe boggy down was the word, but they did fail. Like so, the first every drive that they had ended in Detroit territory. They were able to, except for the kneel down at the first half, where it was like one play, they knelt down. That, that, that hardly even counts as a drive. Yeah. But we can first drive, 13 plays, 
um, to the Detroit five before the interception. Yeah, that drive. drive went on forever. That first drive. Yeah. That thing took seven, a year. Seven plays, 47 yards to the Detroit one interception. 12 plays, 61 yards to the Detroit 38. Uh, that ended on downs when the uh, pass to Lazard was overturned mm-hmm. for the first down. Yeah, he didn't Then six it. plays, 23 yards to the Detroit 44. And then there was the two plays for one yard before the interception there, the Detroit 22. Seven plays, 54 yards, to touchdown. A 14-play drive for 68 yards that ended up at the Detroit 7 for a field goal. They got 14 plays for only 68 yards. And the last one was eight plays for 40 yards to the Detroit 17. They were able to move it on almost every possession and get into the Detroit territory every time. So the offense was actually functioning from like 20 to 20. Yep, I'm going to take... Was- and I'm going to take over here because my negative is the <laughs> the red zone offense was awful. It was so that- bad. I mean, do you do you want yeah. anything? Say anything more I about that? I have some more positives actually. I'm, I'm gonna no. I'm taking over. But they won't, t- I'm, but they won't I'm, take I'm, long. I'm taking they, they over. Won't take long. I'm taking <laughs> over the the red zone offense. Like you were saying, they move the ball twenty to twenty. Oh yeah. But I took this this list from Andy Herman's uh, tweet. Um, they had a first and goal <laughs> to Detroit five. They ended up throwing a pick on that drive. They had a first and goal at the Detroit 1. They ended up throwing a pick on that drive. They had a first and 10 at the Detroit 23. They came away with no points. They had a first and 10 at the Detroit 14. They came away with three points. They had a first and 10 at the Detroit 17. They came away with no points. I mean... It's one of the worst red zone performances I've ever, you, could, you could ever see. It is a... Do you remember when they had the gold zone? And they were like the most electric red zone offense you could imagine. In 2020, in 2020 they were two the years ago. The, they were the be- they were one of the best red zone offenses of all time. What on earth happened? What happened? Like they were one yeah, they were one of the best red zone offenses ever. And I think their offensive line isn't as good. And it was you know, and, and it, it actually wasn't you as know, good last, last year either. Yeah, I know. But, but yeah, and and the, and the red zone performance was worse last year than the year before. No, I know, I know, I know. That's why the red zone offense wasn't yeah, as good yeah. last year. And, and as right, so the where we saw a, a degradation in offensive line performance, and and the off and the red zone performance went got worse, and we're seeing that downward trend again this year get even worse, and the red zone performance getting even worse. They just and had actually, so many creative. I mean, they got a little too creative, honestly, today. They got but... a little, some, and they've had this, uh, I think, a little bit too cute in the red zone a number of times. But it, and but it's hard because the not cute stuff isn't working. Like they're not the the running yeah. up the middle isn't working we either. We can talk about this a little bit. Because was... my other my other negative is they couldn't run the effing ball. They ran Jones and Dylan combined for 59 yards on 20 carries. That's less than three yards a carry. I mean, Rogers led the team in rushing. They. I mean, the reason they couldn't run is because the Lions packed the box to the nines and said, we dare you. We absolutely dare you to to throw the ball to the... Because they were, what they were leaving open was the, the outside sidelines, like shots down the sideline. And we they pretty much said, we'll man up, and there is no way your receivers can beat these guys. And, but the thing was, they did move the ball on every possession. They that's just true. couldn't get it in the end zone. That's true. And when the field condensed, so 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 otherwise, that strategy was okay for the Packers. Just they couldn't convert. The and some of it was once again they took pistol and aimed it straight at the big toe, and fired. 
and they ran out of pistol <laughs> when they should have been <laughs> running from under center. Like the the yes. stuff to Deguara, uh, or sorry, not Deguara. The one of the picks right before they tried running Dylan up the middle, but from they shotgun. They were they, they offset pistol, but same idea. Oh, pistol. Like they just just run it up the middle. I mean, they I can't just say that because. The run wasn't working. Like we said, they averaged less than three yards a carry. Like, that's that's horrendous. And I know Jones got hurt. Um, at Kylan Hill had one carry for seven yards, which yeah. is nice. If you, if, you, if, you, if you include the Kylan Hill, then it's 3.1 yards per carry. Yes. Because oh. his carry was seven yards. Now we're, for the running now we're cooking with now gas. Now we're cooking with gas. Yep. But anyway, I mean, and then my other, are we getting to negatives? Let's just rip off the negatives. Okay, you want to... I, I do. I did have a couple. I mean, okay. What were your sort of What were your last them. two positives? And some of the that the scrambling by Rogers, several for first downs. Okay, I guess. And the pass blocking, just you know, which yeah. you already touched on. Was, yeah, I thought was, the pass the pass blocking was good. Yeah, they couldn't run. They had block. the one sack, which was it was still which a while before that sack. So happened. weird because the Zach Tom offensive line the previous week couldn't pass block, but they could run block. And now they can pass block, but they can't. But they can't run block. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what happened from point A to point B. I don't know how we got here. I don't like where we are, but I don't know how we got here. I do um, have this theory that and I don't know if it makes much sense in terms of our run blocking. Because I, love I it. feel like and may and maybe this is all confirmation bias, but it has seemed to me for years now that if it's like we need one yard or two yards, our failure rate seems so high. Because they like only run it out of shotgun. One, and, or if we're at the goal line, that we can't get in. And yet, we can't stop anybody when the roles are reversed. I mean, yeah. And I think some of it is, I wonder if it has to do with the type of lineman we favor. I don't think so. They tried. That, they that, tried to no. They tried to fix this problem. They went to starting to draft bigger guys. That's the reason they let Lindsley go, is because they wanted to get bigger along the interior. That's why they drafted Myers. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. like that's why they have Elton in there. He's huge. Like Runyon's but a smaller guy. Like guys with tackle experience, speed and agility. Yeah, speed and agility. But they have rather big, than, they rather have than size. road graders. But they have size on the interior. And even when they had road graders like Lucas Patrick, who's is mid, but he's a road grader. It's not like they moved anyone really. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I subscribe to that being the reason. I just think they don't play physically enough as a team and never have. Um, I mean, they, have they ever really like out physical the team? Well, but then the question is why. I mean, coaching. I mean that 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 that, that they get they they play less physically is an observation. Then the answer, then the the next question is, why does that happen? Coaching and leadership mentality, possibly. I think I don't know. Just overall, yeah, mentality of the team could be. Um, um, coaching if I style. can add my other negatives, I mean, I don't know how we haven't gotten here, but Rogers was awful. He yeah, was, was. I the- know he threw for the most yards he had in a game this season with two ninety. Don't be fooled. He was terrible. He threw three picks in the red zone. Um, has he? When was the? I don't even know when the last time he threw three picks in a game was. It was, it I was saw years ago. It was maybe it was 2015. 
somebody I mentioned it I can't over half a decade it. almost certainly it's been a little it's been a little while tons of missed plays borderline having a tantrum on the field at times i mean i mean it, he should have been and i assume he was yelling at himself because it was after his own screw-ups i hope he was yelling at himself yeah i mean it's just but yeah i mean he had uh, and i have that as my bad things too like the red red zone rogers the um 20 to 20 rogers was okay Red zone Rodgers was a disaster. Another deflected ball uh, in the in the red zone. This t- at the one this time off of a helmet. Yeah, and I I, I have extra thoughts on this too because this seems to be a trend lately of these deflected balls at the line. The Giants Happened they had three at twice, the end of the game or, or twice. Yeah, at the at the one yard line where they couldn't get in, and they had the interception last week. Um, his like this week an interception right after an interception. That one, uh, so it's two weeks in a row we had a when deflection they, for interception. When they picked off that ball, I was so sure we were going to throw a pick. I was just so positive. Epic it was Jair's so pick, on You figured we were going to return the favor? Yes. We just did it last week versus the Bills. I had deja yeah. vu all over again. And so one thing I wonder is that these all these deflected balls, it's like, is this related to the other problem we've seen Rodgers have this season, which is throwing these balls in the dirt? Yeah, he misses. He's been missing low a lot this year. Are these balls bouncing off of helmets and getting deflected at the line part of the same problem of being off-target low? It definitely could and that, be. And is it? I noticed that some of these, he's like doing the little, the, trying to do like the little slot sidearm sling to slip it through the opening. And is, is, is his release point low? Say that low? three times fast. <laughs> is the slot sidearm sling to slip it in there. <laughs> so that's what's causing some of these to get deflected at the line more? I don't know. Is it? Is it a... Is a you know, a problem of mechanics. I mean, or is it, but I don't know, but that's I'm what not, he's like, are I'm the, not a quarterback. These, I'm not a quarterback guru, but I can, I can tell you that the picky through to the pass that was going to Bakhtiari and you can say what you want about the play call. It's a little cutesy, but he to was your, open to your one legged, um, left oh, tackle. My goodness. I, someone, I think it was Mosqueda, but someone tweeted, how is he okay enough to run, a route and like throw the ball to, but he can't play the entire second half. Uh, or maybe the reason he couldn't play the entire second half is because he tried to run a route earlier in the game. If that's true, like that's very scary. Um, <laughs> but also, he was open. He, he was, was wide was, open. Was just, the play it was worked. Just terribly Rogers, underthrown. Rogers just he he threw it off his right, like falling away he off his right leg, falling and, back back foot thing, and, and it was no, it wasn't even close. I mean, he underthrew it by like seven yards. Like Bakhtiari I, was open. I, I, I the play worked. Like, I give it like four yards underthrown. Okay, whatever. The play worked. <laughs> Bakhtiari was three open. Yards and yeah. Rodgers just missed him. And there was several times throughout the game where he missed guys or he didn't even see them. Like Rodgers ate a sack on one where Lazard and Tunyon were just wide open in the middle of the field. I mean, that that screenshot specifically sticks in my mind because I saw it reposted so many times. I know it's only like a single sample, but... It felt like there were a lot of times where he just held the ball and or just missed a guy. I mean, it was I don't know. It was I was a really really poor Rodgers game, and I just wanted to make sure that we touched on that because oh yeah, it was terrible. He was, I mean, he was terrible. We have been you know in other games saying oh, very uh, apologetic of him. The the team's not blocking. We had a game where, and it's true, there was a terrible blocking game. Yes, there was the holding penalty game. There were the eight drops game. Well, this was a this was. Firmly on Rodgers for this loss. Yes, and it was it was a I, yeah hundred percent. And 
it is I know some yeah. people some people are saying like <sighs> the argument is when you're paying a quarterback this much <clears throat> even if there are deficiencies on the team they should be able to elevate the the rest of the offense around them enough where those deficiencies get masked but I think the problem we're running into is he's not mobile enough. Like, you need mobility to mask these problems. And even... No mobility would even save him today. Even if he could move. He he actually did move pretty well today. And scrambled well. But for the most part this season, he has not been able to get out, like, break out of the pocket like he used to. And I think that's that's the swing skill that allows you to raise... Like those inefficiencies, like we see Mahomes with less you extend, good talent, you extend the play, and he's able to extend the down. play, and that and be a superstar. But when you start to lose that mobility, which again he scrambled well today, but I think we can all still acknowledge he's not as mobile as he once was. You lose the ability to elevate your surrounding players, and so I think the question is, was it a good idea to give him this massive contract when he's this old, and assume that a player? who has always kind of needed some of his mobility would maintain it. I, I mean, he's been playing well from the pocket for the last two years, so it's not entirely I that, think but I that think it's, was there's an the, the logic is that he has been throwing the ball faster the last two years, taking fewer sacks and getting the ball out of his hands quickly in the structure of the offense. Today, uh, this year, that's kind of fallen apart. And today he was just, he was terrible. He was when awful. It, in in uh, you know critical situations, he was terrible. And uh, I think that 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 and the so he had two interceptions from like inside the five, and then another one that was intercepted at the goal line, where I think you have to call that a bad read or or off target throw. It was with a uh, with um, I the one to Tanya double teamed yeah. at the goal line. Just yeah, forcing it in there, and I mean. He said after the game that he felt like he didn't play well, but he didn't give up. And I'm like, that's such a low bar. Like, that's such a low bar. And I don't understand. Like, to use that as, like, a, a positive after the game, I understand you're, there's not a lot of positives to take away. But I don't know. That just was like, I'm like, really? Like, that's where we are right now? I don't know. Well, <laughs> there, are t- there are times where people give up. I mean, they they were still trying. They they had that one last had uh, drive to try to take the win. They, um, su- su- surprise, surprise, petered Not out quite. in the red zone. Yeah, I mean, but, I uh, think the other I thing the I biggest, had actually the biggest problem was the offense today. Like, oh yeah, defense yeah. was defense was okay. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um. They also the other thing I had about the offense is kind of a minor thing. The the the, the multiple offensive pass interferences when they're trying to. You know, hurry up and get two scores to get back in that game, and they can't. And they're like torpedoing that drive. They end up with a field goal um, with with two offensive pass interferences on the on plays where they're trying to block in that of the like the bunch formation or they are finding um, new ways to beat themselves. Like these are these plays are a staple of the offense. Yeah. And honestly, oh, another bad I had, and I actually, I'm going to disagree with you because I saw you had this player down as positive. I thought Lazard was awful today. <laughs> I thought he was really bad. I thought he had several, like, drops in key situations. Felt like he had two two important drops. Um, and 
I know he's laboring out there. Like his shoulder's still banged up, I think. But I think he's he's been kind of disappointing to me this year. And the offense, I mean, the offense was was the main problem today. But there's just so many so many problems. I don't know. Do you have anything else for the offense? Um, no, I think we've gone into it all. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with Bakhtiari going forward. I don't know what they're going to do with no receivers at all. I mean, Sammy Watkins was, again, a no-show. Five targets, one catch. Yeah, I mean, he had the one good game before he went on IR. Just like the Packers, the one good game against the Bears. And he has been... He's contributed essentially nothing. Yeah. Since then, and since he came back from IR, he might just... I don't see a reason why he deserves snaps over the younger players, except, you know, they might all be out with injury yeah, now. Exactly. And it's like, and he ran, I don't know if you noticed, Sammy, I'm putting Sammy Watkins in my negative. Screw it. He ran two wrong routes at the end. Oh, and there, yeah. He ran the Ro- wrong way. Rogers throws the, the, the fade to the corner and, uh, and Watkins turns to the inside. This was my Joker moment. Like, this was my moment where I was, because, the whole point of playing this... I know at this point, like, obviously, the young guys were hurt. But the whole point of the, of playing the guys like him and Cobb and Lazard is that they were going to do what you expect them to do. They were going to know the playbook, and they were going to run the routes that Rodgers expected. And you got these guys who are supposed to be the old reliables, and the reason we're not playing these younger guys who have more juice and higher upside, Lazard, dropping balls left and right. Uh, Sammy Watkins, running the wrong routes. Like, what is the point of these guys if they're making the same rookie mistakes? If they're making the same mistakes a rookie would make and they don't have the ceiling of these rookies, what is the point? What is the point? I don't understand. And I know at that point of the game, like, the rookies were hurt. Yes, that's fair. They There's no other option at that point. But I think it's just indicative of, did the plan ever make sense if these guys were always going to be making these mistakes? I don't know. I don't know. That's my rant. I think their hope was there would be a bridge until the young guys were ready to um, really get going in the second half of the season. Yeah, I assume I, think, I, I assume that was the plan. Yeah, I mean that must have been the plan. But yeah, I don't know. I like. I think um, I can't remember who it was, but they just came into the season super unprepared at every facet of the game. Like it's amazing how f- bad they were at fundamentals when the season began. Yes, but they're still bad at them now. Like they're better, but they're still bad at them now. I mean, yeah, it's amazing how yeah. they couldn't pick up a stunt until week 5. It's amazing how they, they couldn't co- pass off a receiver. They couldn't pass off a receiver in zone until week 4. Like it's incre- it's incredible. It's it's actually yeah. incredible. Do you want to move on to the defense? Like Sure, let's move on to the defense. Okay. So um, I just I only had one thing that we you know that I had as one thing we wanted to see from the defense um in our pregame and that was converting pressures to sacks. Well, you know how many sacks we had today? One? Z- zero. Ooh. <laughs> and I know Gary went so, out but that's so still not, I that I know 100% we did not convert pressures to sacks cuz we I will had say, zero of them. I will say Enigbare had a sack that was called back by penalty. I'm gonna of take. Course it. It w- of course, it was. I was gonna say a nice moral victory. <laughs> I mean, the defense was nowhere near as bad as the offense in this game. Oh, one last thing no. on the offense. You, 
Ah. The Lions allow 32 points per game going into this game. And you couldn't put, you couldn't put double digits on the board. You couldn't put double digits on the board. And there was no weather. You're in a dome. What are we doing? They're giving up 32 a game. 32 points a freaking game. And you had to win this game to save your season. And you couldn't muster 10 points. 10. I think I was just going to check. Did we score less than half their, their next lowest? Let's yes. see. What's this, Their next let's lowest, see I believe, they, was 24. They gave, so far this season, they've given up 38, 27, 28, 48, 29, 24, 27, and naughty number nine. Nine. The Packers. We couldn't get double digits <laughs> on a team that was bleeding points. I don't know if the new secondary coach they hired is reincarnated Ronnie Lott and like gave them all superpowers. I don't even know. But <laughs> unless they replaced Aubrey Pleasant with the the king of secondary coaching, which I don't I doubtful. What are we doing? Like couldn't put up 10 you points know, on the board. With this when they did say they're like um, changing coordinators like Oh, Damn it. I don't know. I was like, can we get him for knew. one more week? You just knew something was going to happen. It's like it's like when they changed quarterbacks. It's happened to me. It's like when the commanders oh. when the commanders went to Heineke. It's like, we're, no, right. that's oh. not good. That's not good for us. And, and, and the, the the general narrative is, oh, they're going to a backup. We're going to just roll now. It's like, no, give me the starter that we already knew sucked instead yes. of the, instead of a new guy that we're not sure of. <laughs> Man, let's go back to the defense though. I just wanted to note that they couldn't. The yes, offense let's get was, back to that. The offense was worse than inept. The offense was feeble, so, pathetic, and <laughs> I don't even know. Just ugh. I know they I know they put up yards. I don't care. I don't care. Points <coughs> are what matters. Anyway, let's go into the defense. Let's, I guess let's The defense was okay. Get the good things out. It was out. pretty good actually. Good things first. Good things first. Yeah. I thought the defense was pretty um pretty good. They I mean they held them to 15 points. That's I'd say that's pretty good. I mean, they were they were averaging. What was it? Did you have? Yeah. So one of the things I had was that they mostly shut them down in terms of points. So they they been, at home they've been averaging thirty five, almost thirty six points a game at home. And so yeah, they, and they, they they only gave up fifteen. They only gave up fifteen. They had them like the whole first half was mostly like barely they, didn't they barely score the until ball. the two minute um until less than two minutes in the game on that on that last possession. Yeah, I bet everyone wa- like watching red zone was like, is that. Packers Lions game delayed because I haven't seen it all. It was zero to zero for a long time. Um, oh, the Packers were in the red zone a couple that's, of times. That's I'm true. Sure, can, I'm sure. I'm we, sure the fans of on red zone saw the Packers on offense a couple of times there. Yeah, just because there were no points doesn't mean there were no red zone trips. And the defense was okay. I mean, they held the Lions running backs to 3.9 yards per carry, which is way down from their usual 5.2 a carry. They held Goff to 137 yards passing, which was a lot under his average going in the game of 252 per game. 15 points is enough to win this game if the offense should've does been, any, been if easy. the offense does anything. 15 points should have been well it's like so they should have won this game so easily giving up 15 points. Like if you had told me going into this game they only gave up 15 points I'd be like, "Okay, they should 100% win this game." Um I thought Enigbari looked like very solid he looks like a good rotational edge rusher that you actually finally hit on a defensive player outside of the first round is cool maybe yeah maybe and, and i think there. that somebody posted after last week's game i don't know what the numbers gonna be after this week's that he was i think it was last after last week's 
He's second in the season among rookies in um, pressure rate. And he's, I think, very clearly established himself as the third guy. And if Gary's going to miss time, he's going to get a lot of work. He's going to probably be the second guy now. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be a starter Yeah, if Gary's out. He, he's going to be starting next to Preston. And we just got to hope. I mean, all I have left in this season is a Gary deep, like a Gary like all pro campaign to root for maybe. So if he, if he's out the season, it's going to be real tough. I mean, at, besides that, I mean, they were, they were pretty good. They, they did enough to win the game. Yeah. They, they were mostly shutting them down. Yeah. What, some fourth what good down stops, you have? Two, yep. two fourth down stops. So yeah, some good things. They had two of those fourth down stops. They only allowed Detroit to get 4.5 yards per play, which would tie them for the league lead. Um, in yards per play for the season, if they, you know, if they did that for the whole season, tie the Packers defense in in league league. The, the Packers defense would be leading the league, tied with Denver at yards the, per play for the given lowest. Up. Yeah, for the lowest yards, yards per play yards. given up, and Detroit at four point five would be dead last in the league at mm-hmm. yards per play at that number of four point five. The lowest, yeah. I don't remember who it is, but it was like four point seven was the lowest on uh, offensive yards per play, and so the the yards per play differential was pretty good, actually. The Packers were at 5.6, which is kind of middle of the pack, but a pretty decent differential on yards per play. Yeah. And um, they and, you know, had about the, the, you know, in terms of shutting down the scoring. Only um, 15 it, points. That's enough to win a game. Like, that's enough. Yeah. Um, but bad things, uh, more undisciplined penalties, which is just another sign of poor coaching. Um, Jair after the play, 15-yard penalty hitting a guy late. Chris Barnes. Hope he's okay, obviously, but uh, starting initiating a helmet to helmet hit 15 yards. Um, really poor third down in situational defense. They gave up six of 11 on third down, which is 54% when the lines for the year were at 37% per team rankings. Um, they only forced one turnover, even though Goff's kind of a turnover machine. Um, just didn't make plays and just didn't make plays. I mean, didn't make plays on third down, didn't make plays on the ball besides the one pick. Um, the the third down was really that's that's a really bad number for me. The six of eleven, I know that they were rough. I think they yeah. kept some of their drives going when they were able to actually score. And you know, to to add on to the thing about the penalties, they gave up four first first downs off of penalties. Of and course, some of them when Detroit was way behind the sticks. You know, we had them on the fourth quarter when they're trying to get the ball back. It was like second and twenty, and it was going to end up being like third and nine. Except the penalty gave him first down. Yeah, it was uh, so they had him way behind or something. That was, I think. I think, the was that the one that was the helmet helmet by Barnes. That oh, was what mm. <clears throat> that might have been. And then there was, but there was, no, and then there was another another time where they're behind the sticks, and you feel like, oh man, I can't believe we're giving them a first down on a penalty now, when it was going to be a very difficult first down conversion on third. They find ways to beat themselves. Every week, they find ways yep. to beat themselves. So I that mean, was what they wanted to add. And then I had a couple other negatives. Um, they had no sacks, and it didn't seem like there were that many pressures to me either, where I think there were just a couple plays where Goff was, uh, having, had, to, had to go on the move to try to make a play. I know. Okay, dropped, I know this, dropped interceptions wait, again. Yeah, but while we're talking about the pressures, I know this is probably not fair, um, but have you noticed Kenny in like the last three or four weeks not much. I mean, he hasn't really been in the backfield. I think he led the team in tackles, which I I haven't I haven't <sighs> noticed Kenny in weeks. 
yeah. like impacting the game like, at all. And then they're talking about him getting some pressures. I'm like, I, you haven't really seen him in the backfield very disruptive. And like Kenny, um, either. Kenny's a great player and and has played awesome football for the Packers, but I feel like he has not made an impact since I don't even before the Giants game. He was really killing at the beginning of the year. And yeah. Then, um, dropped off. I wonder. Did I'm trying to remember if he got nicked up in one of he those. He got games. nicked up a little bit. He but had a you, groin. He had, he had a groin, groin injury that he well, missed. You remember? Up. Well, yes, but he hasn't been on the. But he hasn't been on the injury report. Yeah. In weeks, but like the, not the even defense I mean, took a even big listed. step back when he had his groin injury. Yeah. Back in um, was it 2019 or 2020? I think it was 2019. But he hasn't. He hasn't been on the report. In, no, he hasn't I think it was been. 2020, but he hasn't been on the report. I don't know. Kenny, I I just haven't noticed him in weeks, and I just thought we should point it out because yeah. defense hasn't – I don't know. And don't the know. other bad thing are losing players in the end zone Yeah, on defense. I like mean, Walker Savage again. Just, Sa- and Savage again. Savage, Savage just again. leaving his guy alone, just leaving him there. Just, my goodness, what's going on? And Walker just not even noticing that there's a tight end he should be covering – Leading yeah. from his zone and 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 nobody picked him up. He's just all alone. I do think Quay Walker had a decent game though. Just all in all, that was a that was a bad play. But I thought he was okay overall. Mm-hmm. Especially having to wear the green dot, didn't seem like there was too much problems there. That's at least a positive. Um, Wyatt still can't get on the field. No, I don't. I don't know what's going on him. there. Is and this the thing where we keep hearing about? Well, he only had like you know. 15 snaps in the last three games combined, but his rating is good. It's like, well, can we just see some more and see if that holds up under a yeah, larger it, sample size? Is it like he can only play on third downs because he can only rush the passer? Or I don't even Maybe. know. Like, he's a 24-year-old He's a twenty four year old rookie, though, and you drafted it, him to, con- to contribute now. I think his run defense has also been rating better than the people in front of him anyway. Yeah, I mean, do we want to do we want to move on to just a quick special teams and then we'll we'll go to which there's not much. Uh, I mean, there yeah. was they punched it only once. They had you know they they did get a penalty on an extra point that gave the Lions the decision to go for it on. Yeah, they get the two point conversion and, and essentially kind of put us behind the the game a little bit. Where then we tried to match them and then we fell behind two points. That penalty they kind of was were chasing so... points the whole. It was very weak. No, I don't. A... I don't think it was very weak. It's just so unlucky. It just it was. I mean, the guy. If the, the kick wasn't so terrible, if the snap wasn't so terrible, the kick wouldn't have been so terrible, he, and he we would have blocked, blocked it. it. And but it would because have been a penalty. the whole prod, because the whole production on the Lions side was bad on that extra point, he shanks it so far left that it doesn't get blocked. Yeah, it, it was like barely. It was it, it it was shanked far enough to just barely miss Jair's fingertips. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, so, just but how overall, the game went. Just overall, how the game went. I feel like the there's the special teams. Like there was nothing really to say good or bad. It was like yeah, barely noticeable. Amari had one return for ten yards, looked okay. Keyshawn Nixon had a pretty good kick return, I thought, and for then, thirty-three yards, he had a pretty good. But there was like, and, then and then they the, made yeah, the return coverage seemed fine. They made their one field goal, and Coco snaps didn't look terrible this week like they did last week. So. But there just wasn't many opportunities. Yeah, let's go to let's go to our closing thoughts. Let's go to our closing um, thoughts. Player of the game, I have Zach Tom. So I, you had Zach Tom, you know, which I had mentioned at one point. And then, so I'm going to change mine actually. After we talked about, you know, that I did think Lazard actually, you know, had to produce. He had a big, had a big play, 47 yard play. So he had some big plays. So he did have some drops. Statistically, it was it was an okay game, but I thought it overall was. But bad. maybe 
I sh- it'd be a, a more fair than a Deguara. Yeah, why not? Um, that career, I don't think, career high catches, right? <laughs> career high in catches. That I think I'm gonna go Deguara as my player of the game. Career high in catches. It looked pretty good out there. Um, it was, so. it was five for forty something. Does that sound right? Five for it's five for forty one. Forty one. Yeah. Yep. Five on five long targets. Of 20, long of twenty five. Caught all his targets. Yeah, I mean, they ran a little screen for him and. He's got no juice. <laughs> He's got no juice at all. You mean I that one out, the screen out to the right side where exactly. he gained a half a yard after he caught it. He's got no juice at all. You know the thing is, <laughs> he can get speed, but it takes him a while to get there. He has to already be in motion. You have See, to hit him why, on the move. That's why he's a good move blocker. That's why he's like good <laughs> yeah. like coming so down you, the lane. You need to hit him on the move, but when he's got... He, when he has to turn and go, he can't turn. Stand still. This guy can't turn. It's it, he's, it takes him too long to get going. Yeah. Yep, that's tough. I mean, is he still the best third round pick they've had in the last three years? <laughs> Five Four years? years? Five years? Six years? Who knows? But anyway, um, I think the next part I want to talk about is what happens next because I'm pretty much ready to stick a fork in this team. I thought this was the must win bounce back game that would turn their season around. I am a sucker. I am a fool. Um, what's next, Dad? Do you want to? You since you're so, not since you're not as down as I am. Do you want to go first, and then I'll I'll do. I, my I think we next. could stick the fork in the team, but we're just checking it so far. We're just checking to see if it's cooked all the we're way. We're checking to see if it's Are cooked we all the way. Cooked it's, yet? it's like no. I think I think I can I think I can leave this in the this this team in the oven a little longer still because I'm not I'm not going to completely give up on this team. I think until they and 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 uh, I want I'm going to wait until they get eight losses. At least, I feel like there's still a chance that they can get to eleven and six. So you're saying there's a chance, yes, right? So I'm going to hold on to that chance. So like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not really going to blow like this, blow up the season while they still have a. Re- I think the chance of a winning the division would re- require a collapse at this point. It hurt that the Vikings pulled out the win against the Commanders. In it always terms hurts of having- when the it always hurts when the Vikings pull out a win. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of the Packers having any chance at winning the division, but they can still make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, not whatever. Maybe they'll playoffs. Maybe they'll playoffs. miraculously put something together and go on a run. Because We're talking about playoffs, they only, they only have to fix their own mistakes. Playoffs. Um, I mean, they've only had to so fix their own mistakes I, for the I, last. I, month. But then I'm like, okay, let's wait till they get to eight losses, and, and maybe if if they like lose the next two games, then maybe it's like, okay, let's just let Love start the whole rest of the year and see if he's any good. To counter that. I think they're boned. Did you know that someone... I saw this on Twitter. I can't remember who tweeted it. I'm sorry. The Milwaukee Brewers have won more recently than the Green Bay Packers. And the Brewers did not make the playoffs. <laughs> Isn't that really? something? They haven't won in like a month. It's five straight. I'm I'm pretty it's much than, yeah. ready to stick a fork in them. Um, so for me, what's next is first... You got to decide what's happening at the quarterback position. And you got to figure out what you're doing with Rodgers. Um, the scary part is the money has not even kicked in yet. Um, according to Kenny, yeah, his on salary t- hit is not, actually, cap, yeah. is not that big this year. He's not going to hit much on the cap this year. It was kind of an all in year. Um, according to Ken Ingles on Twitter, he actually gets an $18 million raise next year up to almost $60 million guaranteed. And if he retires, you're actually kind of more screwed. 
because it's an even bigger cap hit because of the way his cap his contract is structured. Um, we'll talk more about this going forward as the season progresses about but if he, what the plan is, but it's not good. If um, he actually retires, I think there will almost certainly be some kind of restructure that will add some void years to spread out the cap hit. Maybe, but instead that's... of having it all accelerate onto next year, let's say he retires this off season, yeah. I don't really think that will end up with all of that money accelerating on the cap in a single year, unless they decide that we're going to cut 15 players and just give up on this year. Yeah, I mean we'll see, um, but you got to decide what you're going to do with him. I don't think he's tradable. Honestly, maybe a team will talk themselves into it like the Titans next year, maybe talk themselves into trading for him. But I don't think you get a big, like a big package for him. And I You're think part of that, big haul anymore. And I think um, part of that is how poorly the Russell Wilson scenario has gone. I think if the Russ, I think Denver did well this that's year. That's true. I think if, <laughs> that, I honestly think Chade probably changed everybody else's opinion about, about doing this. I think if Denver did well this year, you'd have a team be like, Oh, look like that's a formula where a team can win doing this. But the fact that that has failed so spectacularly, I think is really going to short the market on like fran- on like older quarterbacks and the fact that Matt Ryan deal didn't work and the fact that Carson Wentz deal didn't work. I mean, we've got all these vets yeah, going to Carson Wentz isn't that old. I mean, I, he's just bad. That's fair. But anyway, just, he's not, he's, it's not like he's washed. Trading he for vets wasn't. has failed miraculously in three different scenarios. Um, this off season, which I think is going to da- put a damper on that trade market that would maybe would have suggest, uh, existed for Rogers. Um, yeah, and, and then Rogers own play has put a damper on his own market. Yeah, so I don't even know what you would get for him, plus the contract. So I think he's probably going to be on the team next year with a massive cap hit, or he's going to retire. Um, the other issue at the quarterback position is a, um, they're going to have to decide on Jordan Love's fifth-year option sometime between January 9th and May 2nd of 2023, so coming up very soon. Don't know what you do there. I don't think you've seen enough from him to give him the fifth-year option. So I, this I, is this is why I say like once you decide that the te- this, the season is officially cooked all the way through, then you just let Love play the rest of the year out. But how see do you, if how do you do it. that gracefully? Do you just like Rogers goes and gets thumb surgery, and you just say, "Hey, we want him to be healthy for next year," like and just let Love like how do you do that and save face? I guess I don't know. I don't know. That's not thankfully it's not a problem <laughs> for us. We're just here to give suggestions. Um, and then I think the next thing you have to do after you figure out what to do at the quarterback position, which I don't even, I barely even have any suggestions at this point, but just, I'm just noting that that's a problem that's going to have to be solved. I would not give love the fifth year extension. We've seen that it's, it's just a lot of money, especially at the quarterback position. And he hasn't really done anything. Um, we'll see if maybe he does something by the end of the year that gets us to change our minds, but is what it is. And then the next thing, they need to figure out what changes need to be made to this coaching staff because I think the biggest failure this year has been the coaching. Um, Joe Barry, uh, their defensive coordinator, I think he has to go. Um, honestly, he can yeah. go tomorrow for all I care. Uh, the only reason you were really keeping him was for continuity's sake. Um, but I just think there's all, most of the problems on defense, super talented defense, and most of the problems are discipline-related and scheme-related, and that's just straight on the coaching. Um Last year, we thought that maybe we were wrong about the hire. Initially, I think most people were very low on the hire because he's never had a good defense in any of his stints who were Detroit or Washington or anywhere else. They hired him anyways. We thought we were wrong because they played we pretty hope. well last oh. year. And so, it was so, a bad... They, they were still like in the 20s by a lot of metrics Yeah, and last year. 
Yeah, and it just looked really good in the playoffs, and they got pressure, and they tackled I, well, and they did the I little things well. They did the little things it. well last year. Is they? Yeah, that's true. Their tackling um, percentage was really good last year. They, and was, they like, looked yeah. fantastic in that one playoff game against the 49ers offense, and I think that was a little bit of fool's gold. Yeah, and um, it was, it was it a was, bad hire was, at the time. And he is who we thought he was. Like they are who we thought they were. I, I mean, yeah. he's just not and, a good and, coordinator. In my note on the coach is like Barry must be gone at the end of this year, regardless of how the team, how the rest of the year goes. Either Unless they, they win the turn Super it Bowl. Around. Yeah. I mean, unless we they win about- a Super Bowl and it's entirely on the back of the defense, and they are all of a sudden the eighty-five Bears and are beating every, you know, giving up like less than six points per they'd, game for the they'd rest have of the to year. be the 85 bears to make the super bowl at this point because <laughs> they ain't scoring more than nine points in a game against the detroit lions um but anyway i think we talked about this like holding on to coordinators too long i mean they probably should have last year fired mo drayton halfway through the year when the special teams was one of the worst ever and they didn't and it cost them the yeah. playoff game and, and they, they probably these- should have they probably should have fired mike Pettin halfway through the year in 2021 they didn't, and it cost them the playoff game. I is, you could say moving on too soon, but you know, just rip the bandaid off. I think I don't know. The other thing is, like you say, well, we don't want to disrupt things. It's like, well, you already know this is it's, ruining yeah. the season. It's it's so. just it's not going well. Um, beyond that, um, some other coaches. These are the coaches that I think should be um, their seats should at least be warm. Some of them should be on the hot seat. Uh, Jerry Montgomery, their D line coach and running game coordinator. Um, I think you got to take a look there because they haven't really had a good run defense yeah, in a long the time. Yeah, I had it, and my was like, it doesn't matter how many players they sign or add, the run defense just stays bad. Yeah. Um, Wyatt hasn't been able to get on the field. The D-line's been a weakness for a while. Um, I think they need to take a look there. Um, I know the players really like him, so that's definitely a point for him. Like. The players like him, so that's that's good for good for that at least. And but I think it's just something to keep in mind that I think his seat should be warm because the D line's been kind of bad this year. Um, Luke Butkus, the O line coach. I mean, does he get a pass for the injuries this year, or should he have had the O line more prepared? I think you can really chalk up the start to the season on the o- offensive line being so bad. I, they couldn't pick up a simple stunt. They just looked unprepared out there. They didn't even have the best five out there for the first three games. Um, Having Royce Newman out there instead of Nyman in hindsight looks even worse. Um, and then Jerry Gray, defensive backs coach, I think he and passing game coordinator for the defense. I think he should stay. Um, but I think I would say the defensive backs room has been the least inspiring. And obviously, I want to preface all this with like these are real people. We do not wish for anyone to lose their jobs, but at the same time, changes need to be made. I think in a lot of these spots because they're just they're just not performing up like the position groups are not performing up to the standards and i think the defensive backs have been probably the most disappointing unit overall um lots of blown coverages he should probably stay but i think the seat should be warm and then ryan downard the safety coach it's his first year but i think the seat should also be warm i think amos has kind of regressed and savage has really regressed this year um yeah the one thing i would say about savage is is this is barry's defense just a bad fit for him for his skill set, because he was starting to play better at the end of the year, especially in 2020 under Petten, and then switched coordinators, and all of a sudden he got much worse. Yeah, and is this just a bad scheme fit for him? Is he is he just get becoming a worse football player, or is and what they want him to do in this system 
a poor fit for what he can do. They're going to have to find out next year because they took his fifth-year option, and I don't see how you move that. They're just going to have to pay him, and it's almost fully guaranteed, and it's it's not good. Um, and then I think the last part is obviously whatever they do with those those coaching situations, it's way above my pay grade. But those are just my thoughts on who seats I think should be warm. Obviously, like we said, we don't want anyone to lose their jobs, but it is also about it's a results based business. And then the last one is does Gudikin stay? Um, I think yes, but there are a lot of people calling for his job right now. Um, I think it's hard to throw out, and a lot of people calling for Matt Lafleur's job as well. But I think it's hard for one season to undo three really good competitive years of football with really competitive rosters that just didn't quite get there. Um, and I know they didn't quite get there, but they put together some really good teams, Gutekunst and Lafleur. Yeah, that's and really I think, good teams. I think and, one good uh, one bad year is not enough to offset all of that. No, and I think he's been. I think people, are, you know, the that we are in the time of year just post trade de- um, deadline where. The Packers fans are angriest at Gudikin's performance. It's it's yeah. uh, this time of year and uh, free so, agent signing season where speaking of the Packers seem to have the most trouble adding people. Speaking of the trade deadline, so apparently they offered their first for DJ Moore. After this game, are you a happy, b <laughs> unhappy that the that the Panthers said no? Because I'm pretty happy the Panthers said no. Because right now, if you didn't know. They would have the eighth pick overall in the NFL draft. I was about to say, is uh, <laughs> do you think DJ Moore is worth a, a top eight pick? There are only five teams in the NFL with worse records than the Packers. They have the same record as the Bears. I think maybe yeah, if I they replayed the, the if they Bears. played the Bears right now, would they win? I think well, I guess yes. We'll find but out. I don't know. We're gonna find out We're if we lose to the out. Bears. Oh, 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 oh. Man, ooh, ooh, ooh. oh my, oh my! But I mean, I think those are my last things for what's next. Um, fig- start figuring out which players you want to keep on next year. See if you can find a way to sneak Jones under the cap, but you probably can't. Um, he would need a major restructure with his next year cap hit of being twenty million. But yeah, for me, see, you, you, I, I think we are still a couple weeks away from some of these questions. You do have to start planning for what you can do. And I'm sure they've already started thinking about in terms of the players for what the offseason is going to bring in terms of who they can keep, who they need to you know, cut and resign or or you know take a pay cut to keep kinds of things. And then I don't, you know, they'll start evaluating what's really going to happen in terms of the future. I think we can. Yeah. I mean, we'll hope we'll for a couple more weeks. Do you have any last closing thoughts before we close up shop here? Um, this game was very disappointing. Yep, and that's uh, maybe all I want to say about this. I don't know if I want to say anymore about this. About what a what a letdown this game was. But I think the word for story the se- where yeah. they go through stretches where they look like they're gonna do something and they're making plays, but and then they make a big a, a big mistake. Yeah, that's and true. That's been the story of the season. That they, dis- the story, the word for the, the adjective for the season is disappointing. Disappointing, just constant. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us. We really appreciate you coming and listening. In. Like we said earlier, follow us on Twitter at Father Son Packer for the latest breaking Packers news. Follow us on, or subscribe to us on YouTube 
Father Son Packers podcast. We would help our numbers. We would appreciate it. We will be doing a pregame on Thursday for the McCarthy Bowl, Packers versus Cowboys. We just got this. So hopefully we can take this one and salvage some pride and, you know, at least that. But we'll be on Thursday for that pregame, Sunday for the postgame. We'll be here bringing you two episodes a week, every single week, win or lose. We're, we're here for the end of the, till the end of the line. But anyway, until next time, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.